Hello, welcome everyone to episode 14 of The Grind. Super excited for everyone to be here. This will be a very hype episode. i got to mute my stream that I'm <laughs> having in the background. Um, I have a bunch of guests on today. Today's going to be the Champions episode of 2019 Season 1. And let's just go over who these people to the community. LaFon, you want to take us away? Um, you'll have to repeat that because you kind of cut out for me. So uh, oh, already, uh, who, already started. Who are the, you? Uh, who am I? It's uh, a good question. Um, I'm a caster for Overwatch analyst as well um, and uh, covered most recently Chinese contenders as well as previously South America as well. So wide tournaments, but that's uh, that's what I've done. Nice. Uh, Crimzo? <clears throat> Hi, hello everyone. My name is Crimzo. I played on 2018 World Cup with Team Canada and I currently play with Envy. And we just won contender season, and we'll be playing at Atlantic Showdown. Hey, Fox. Oh, uh... <laughs> out. Hi, hi, my name is Hey, Fox. Uh, I play for Angry Titans, and uh, we just won EU contenders, and we're going to be playing here in Atlantic as well. Nice. And last but not least, Unter. Yeah, uh, I'm Unter. We're playing in Australian contenders, which is definitely not least. Uh, we just won, and we're going to play at the Pacific Showdown. Yeah, it's got to be really exciting for you guys. Um, yeah, it'll be sick. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our first topic. Um, get into esports. How did you get into specifically? Uh, was it from another game, or did you guys just start out with with Overwatch as like an FPS genre? Hunter, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, uh, this is my first game that I've played like remotely properly. I was just a ladder player and like a shit poster, pretty much. And I played PUBG with like a. So I was on some absolutely garbage Div 17 team for like a month, but I was pretty much just a ladder player. And I played PUBG with a manager for one of the top teams, and he got me to sub for them, and they liked me, so they kept me. And I've just stayed on the same roster for the whole time for like a year and a half. Wow, that sounds yeah, awesome! It's like, most, it's like the most budget path to pro ever. Like some super hard grinder that wanted to go pro in a game. I'm but you won this season on PUBG. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like that's But you're good. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. All right, Fox. Uh well I played Counter Strike and League of Legends before. I've always been good at games, but I never went professional. And Overwatch kinda took off for the first time. Um and yeah. Started off with Vivi's Adventures, then I got noticed by Take TV to join Angry Titans. The team was pretty garbage back then, so I rebuilt the team, and it turned out to be. Then Vivi's Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Well, not Vivi's Adventure. Vivi's Adventures was a great team, but that was a, no, no. I'm just saying that's a name that it's uh, it's been a hot, long time since I heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, and and now yeah, now I won the EU contender, so that's great. Crimson. Try again. I have a pretty interesting story about how I came into Overwatch. So obviously, uh, so initially, you know, Overwatch is my first like esport game. So like, I I bought the game when it released. I played it a bunch, but I never really thought of like playing on a team or any any of that stuff. I just played it for like fun. So I would play ladder for like. I was basically a ladder player since until like last year, February. 
And just over the over the years since I've started playing Overwatch, I just played comp. I didn't think I was like before. I used to think I wasn't like good enough, or like I just doubted myself. So like I would slowly go into teams, like going in and out. But most teams wouldn't even last a month. And then eventually, I would I took like a six month break from Overwatch actually. And then when I came back, I was like sorting out, like looking for feelers about to join teams and stuff. And then some some a random guy messaged me on Discord. He's like, "Hey, you want to build a team?" So then I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. So why the fuck not? And we that roster eventually became Kangarna, which was like the pre-season one contenders Kangarna. And then that roster disassembled. And then around that same time, like the academy teams were announced, and so everybody was trialing. And I only got like at the time I was pretty unknown, so most most teams didn't even give me a trial. So which kind of, you know, made me upset because I thought I was pretty good. But uh, I ended up trying with three, three academy teams and they all turned me down. And then when after that, I thought like I wasn't going to get into the contenders. And then out of nowhere, you know, Envision messaged me about our trial and then I ended up joining them. And I have a pretty interesting, interesting story about how they actually found me and like asked me to trial. So it's like it basically the only reason I joined the division, or like the biggest reason was that I was actually top 10 on ladder and that they were at the point where they didn't know who else to trial. So they literally opened up the ladder and just looked for Zenyatta players and I was right there. Ended up giving me a trial <laughs> and then I popped off and I just killed everyone. That's amazing. What a story. Uh, funny thing about you guys, all three of you guys are support mains uh, yeah. on this podcast. That was not intentional. I just... Uh, people that we decided were like, yeah, all right, we'll do these three people and have them supports. And uh, last but not least, Lafon. Uh oh boy. Uh, technically, I'm not competitive still, so uh, Overwatch is not even in the beginning yet. Um, but into esports, Overwatch is the first game I got into it. Uh, you know, realistically, uh, before that, just playing games for fun. Even actually before that, not really. Um, I only got into video gaming about like three-ish years ago. No, four-ish years because Overwatch has been in three. So only about four years ago. And then uh, since then, just like nonstop grinding in terms of like review and VODs and stuff like that. So my story is incredibly boring uh, relative to these uh, these other gentlemen here. It's all right. <laughs> my, mine is pretty much the same. Uh, so... That's Origins. Um, I think we pretty much went over how long did it take for you guys to get noticed, uh, how long did it take for you to go pro. So we'll be getting into our next segment, which is the journey through playoffs. Um, talk me through how you guys ended up winning contenders in your region. Um, yeah, just uh, you don't have to go over every single thing, but your what are your biggest memories for for contenders in a region and and for Lafon, what were your biggest memories of watching and casting contenders uh Lafon, we'll start off with you i think it's actually really interesting because this is going to be actually speaking into this is going to be pacific showdown as where this is going to come into play a little bit and i think one thing that's really cool um is that we're going to see a ton of really good sombers in pacific showdown um which i am really excited about because lge who yeah we was the victor of contenders china um they basically one trick this comp all the way through basically a perfect season um they dropped uh i think like 
five maps total something like that very 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 low um off the back of uh haker who was just you know a fantastic somber all the way through so i think memory wise in terms of contenders china it's um you know why is that why are the top teams that we're expecting uh to do well why did they kind of flame out and that's a question i want to see answered uh but i think the other thing is where are we going to see lge actually fall apart where are they going to really get their first competitive uh matchup and i think mm-hmm. in pacific showdown they've got an interesting road as soon as they start off so it should be uh should be a good one to keep an eye out on yeah i definitely agree crimson well uh the reason we won is just we're better i don't know we just we just kind of popped <laughs> off you know we and we did it with a 300 ping main tank so that's pretty cool <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. Like at the end, before, like at the end of the 2018 season three contenders, we thought like we were really strong, and we ended up running into Fusion Uni, and then we lost again in a map five, the Resonance Leaper, and we felt like we were really upset because we thought we were like because at the time we were pounding everybody, we were just rolling scrims, and then again we ran into the brick wall of Fusion University of uh, you know the last season of contenders, and it was we were really sad. But then <clears throat> this season, we just, we, I don't know, we just kind of clicked. You know, we, we learned a lot over the coming months, like between the seasons, and we just kind of dominated everyone, even with a late last minute roster change and LA vote, which was a very nice addition. Smile. I mean, mate, this season you had the 300 ping advantage. You didn't have that last time. <laughs> the, the advantage of not being able to counter ping <laughs> and not being able to block yeah, shatters. No yep. no yeah, shatters, huge advantage. Yeah, big advantage. Oh, yeah, so perfect. That's the the perfect recipe for success, right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, A Fox. Um. Well, it's been a pretty tough road, so to speak. We went to to semis in Poland, but back then we didn't thought that we would be that strong. Uh, they good. Uh, and then after that, we got packing as an addition in our team in season two. That's where we went undefeated all the way until the finals. We felt so strong, and then just to lose against Eagle Gaming in those finals, that broke our heart. We kind of like collapsed a little bit there, but we held. I still felt like, you know, we're a really good team. We just made some mistakes, and shit happened. And then like. Last season, oh no, I mean, not this one that we won, but the season before that, we got to finals again against Giganti, which, in my opinion, uh, that season in particular, they were so strong. Like, they developed their own way of playing the game, and it was an intense finals, and we lost that again, so we got pretty screwed up there again. And then, like, this season, we got a couple of, like, roster changes because Luda getting poached to Gladiators, and, um, Elivot going to Envious. Yeah. We were like, oh god damn, like, you know, maybe our chances to win the finals uh, just decreased like 20, 30 percent losing these two amazing players. But um like we got two really good new additions who joined the team and adapted instantly. And uh we just put our everything into it and in my opinion beating British Hurricane was so hard but so satisfying at the same time it was amazing and i'm really proud of my team and myself for doing that 
Yeah, I've noticed there's been a trend on like almost winning past seasons. And Hunter, you can tell me all about that as well. <laughs> With almost winning. Yeah. So I guess for us, like, uh, I guess we'll call us, me and Adam, as like the core of our roster and kind of signed. But like, we've come third, fourth, first season of contenders, third, fourth, second season of contenders. So you could call that fourth and then third, I guess, because we got closer to winning each time. Then season three, we came second. We 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 really thought we were going to win season three. It felt like we were really ahead in season three, and then we just cooked it on stage so hard. But then for this season, like season one, 2019, I felt like we were like pretty decently ahead uh, in terms of goats compared to the next best competition. We actually won this one. Like the the final, I, I wouldn't say the final was easy, but like you know, easy clap. Um, like the, the, fi- the final went down easy and, and it kind of helped that like maybe the best player on the Sydney drop bears, Tidawat, you know, he got caught at customs with a boogie bag full of heroin so he couldn't make it to the event. So he's Cronodota <laughs> at the very last second. That definitely didn't didn't hurt our situation, but yeah. like Not actually what happened. <laughs> uh, it's not actually what happened, no, but they didn't they didn't have Tidawat for the grand final, which is not ideal given that yeah. that guy was... Most definitely a better maintained Chronodota. No, no, like no flamed Chronodota. I don't think like, he. You know. I, I think he would agree because he was doing, you know, you know, video content instead of you know scrimming twenty four seven. Sure, that's that's a good save for Chronodota. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> no, Tito Watt's really good. Like he's really good, and yeah, he didn't he make it to the grand final. So you know, mm-hmm. maybe we won because our team got better and better season on season, or maybe we won because our opponent got worse. And quarterfinals, and you guys managed to place second, only tying oh, in. Uh, yeah, NAP score. We, we, t- we tied on NAP score with the Drop yeah. Bears. We, we probably we threw that so hard. We had that first aid in the back. That bag. was, like, there, it came down to one it. fight against the Drop Bears, too. Oh, and like, I mean, with the math score thing, we won every hard match we had, and all we had to do was 4 0 the team that came fourth, I think. Like, yeah, all we had to do was four of the maps, which is the team that came fourth. And we had this Kings Row versus Sombra Goats, and we'd like, we had yep. like no practice versus Sombra Goats because people in AU just don't play anything. Like, oh, AU scrims are useless. Um, so <laughs> we had like no practice versus Sombra Goats, and we played Sombra We drop a map, we, we lose $15,000 just about. Like, yep. that one map was worth $15,000. And my God, the team comes after we realized that we had lost 15 grand to bloody Sombra Goats to, uh, from the Mavs. Oh, we were so, so sad. Oh, but, my God. Know, I remember that, we didn't too. Tilt off the face of the planet. I remember so, that, too, when that chat was just going crazy because yeah. they knew the implication. Like, no. And the casters were like, no. Mate, our bloody ESL admin immediately messages me after the map saying, anyone else just lose 15 grand or is that just you? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Holy oh, yeah. holy. Oh, well. Like, we we got really strong towards the end of the regular season, though, like, relative to the AU competition. So, yeah. I don't know. We, we probably could have seeded first. Actually, better that we seeded second because of, like, what our semifinals opponent wound up playing at LAN. They, like... They played DPS all season long, and then they decided right at the end, like, hey, let's just change into being a GOATS team with two weeks away from the land and get pumped by order. So, you know, <laughs> thanks, Blink. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, uh, next question. Are there any teams that you wanted to face but didn't? Crimson, go ahead. Anyone can Fusion go ahead uni, on this. Fusion Uni, Fusion Uni. Yeah. I wanted to pipe them so bad. <laughs> I really wanted a show match. I wanted someone to put together like 
let's see who the real good NA team is. You know, that would have been that would have been real fun for yeah. us. I think that's unfortunate. <laughs> it really, it really is. It and really is. Coin flip. <clears throat> definitely like the final bosses. Anyone have any other teams that they wish it would have played? Not really. I mean, for us, it was basically Gigante and British Hurricane. That's it. These yeah. were the two teams we really wanted to beat. And we did. Well, you guys definitely faced, like, what people would call, like, the best competition coming into EU. I don't think people rated Gigante as highly. Um, British Hurricane were on a roll. And British well, Gigante, well, Gigante, like, they have this, like, playoffs buff that a lot of people would call them. Like, definitely um, British Hurricane were looking really tough. Gigante, they're just like a clutch team in general. They just clutch a lot. While British Hurricane just, I don't know what happened, but this season they just went beast mode and they just became monsters really good. Like strategy-wise, very, they were just very strong in general. So yeah, that was a, a tough opponent. But I think Gigante this season was a bit easier. They were easy to read. Hmm. And the weird thing was that neither of them changed their rosters from no. last season. And I don't think there were any changes throughout the entire season, too. So, No. It was incredible that you guys managed to, to win finals despite you know all the, the poaching and Ellie vote. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, to be honest, like, we didn't expect it ourselves. We just gave it our all. We kind of struggled in the beginning of the season. Like in the beginning of the season, we were still like finding our way how to play with the new players. Uh, the comms and stuff were a bit off. But like after week three or week four, we started to roll. No, after the Samsung game, we played Samsung and we rolled Samsung pretty hard. And that was like that week that we like figured out like, oh, this is how we like to play, mm -hmm. and everything kind of just went the good way from there on. Nice. All right. Uh, what? This is a follow-up question. What teams were you guys dreading to face? Like, what teams were you guys really scared of? Don't you, sure you can, can be honest. A lot of them. They all suck. Whoa. British Hurricane, obviously. I mean, we weren't like, you know, we didn't think that we couldn't beat them. We just knew that they would be one of the tough opponents we would ever face because, like, even in general, like. The last two seasons I played the finals, I played Giganti and uh, Eagle Gaming. I think British Hurricane is still like that team that was better in general, and they are better in my opinion. Like yeah. they are just really good. I guess a, a side question for Lafon because you're a you're a caster, but which of the playoff matches seem the closest? I mean, and seem like they can swing either way. Yeah, now that the season's over, I can actually flame a little bit, which is fun. But um, it would have been really nice to have a Grand Finals in China this season. Uh, unfortunately, after the semis, they got canceled for some reason. So um, maybe T1W show up next time, but uh, until then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, in, in terms of closest, I don't think... In terms of the playoff being closest, I, it, it's a tough question because the closest one was a 3-1. Uh, or uh, Sorry, was it a 3-1? Yeah, 3-1. Uh, with the T LGE game, and then T1W made it to his Grand Finals because LGD choked really hard um and I, I, it's just so the answer is none of them damn 
Do you think that whole series was a joke, or are you just talking about that last fight on Oasis where they screwed up their five old fights? The Junkertown map was so bad. Oh, like, the man, whole Junkertown map. That was really bad. That, that whole I, series. Okay, like, if you're playing Hanzo, stop throwing. If, if you're playing Hanzo, and I think, what was it, two and a half minutes, and you have the, your first ultimates at 53%, against goats yeah. i don't Might know man time to pack it in man. yeah, yeah. Time to... <laughs> like okay if you lose junkertown because they just outplay you that's cool that's whatever right it happens but 53 percent after two and a half minutes against a tank-based composition just hit a couple uh, of shots I, I respect it i respect it because if we wind up in the losers bracket somehow if by some it's like freak accident australia winds up in the losers bracket and loses to o2 um, then I think we best T1W in the losers bracket. So I think oh T1W is going to be a oh, T1W. I don't know. I don't think they're that great at goats. So no, probably uh, just well, more of their two 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 stuff. The reason is the, this is this is, this is a really frustrating thing for me is is that there's no real reason for them to be that bad, right? All their mistakes are because they're being stubborn in how they're applying their players. They have two players that are capable of playing Zarya properly, and they play Michia, whose Zarya can best be described as gold. So um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic. He's not that bad, but he's, uh, he's not a turret. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know. It was really frustrating to watch, um, especially in a grand finals, which is supposed to be the hype one, right? And they're like, just chilling up there, and Michia's just playing Doomfist and getting absolutely rolled by a Sombra. What are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think that like overall, China's not that great at goats compared to like Korea. Just from from like scrimming different Chinese and Korean teams, I feel like there are a lot more like competitive goats teams in Korea than there are in China. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't help that two of the teams just blew up. Like Billy Billy should have been better than they were, and then yep. they just fell apart. Um, I think LGE was the most consistent, but their power level hasn't changed. They've been the same the entire season, so I don't LGE think they're going to get any surprises. And he's legitimately said in public that he wanted to make a specific showdown as a somber one trick. And then he's retiring. So is that um Packer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what? I can respect somber that players. though. He's a freaking nature. Somber players dance game. Agree. <laughs> Agree. Oh no! No passes in the chat, please. Although I I, I agree, winning. Uh, one out of two fights just automatically because you get a good EMP is. Uh, not very entertaining to watch. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, didn't yeah, throughout true. all the playoffs, didn't Shock have a positive win rate against the <laughs> MP? Like, you, you can play around it. It's just That's really it's, it's not good, it's just annoying, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's good against teams that have no concept of checking, right? Like, they don't pay attention. You're going to win against them because they don't know you're there. Um, and especially if you can't, like, know they're going to have EMP every fight, like... I don't know. If you know the Sombra is good enough to have EMP every fight and you still run in blind, you're going to lose. That's how it That's goes. That's true. I feel like... Okay, do you guys remember uh, Mercy before her rework with... Yeah? I mean, of course you guys remember, right? No, of course. I'm stupid for asking that. Anyways, I feel like it's the same kind of concept where the Mercy or the, the support, the, the Zen or Lucio in this scenario has to do nothing and wait off on the side, encouraging non-gameplay behavior just so that someone can do something and then you react to it. I mean, so my opinion on it is, okay, I, I don't like some Murgles as well, by the way, I'm not defending it. Um, 
I think it's not as easy as that. Like, I still think that Sombra Goats is just designed to be a cheese. It's not designed to be a one-trick comp. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to one-trick that comp, eventually they're going to figure out how to beat you, and they will. And if they yeah. don't, then they're not putting enough time into it. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying it's infallible or anything. It's just the whole aspect of your your one of your supports needs to go off on the side and do nothing until someone else can do it's not all just about hiding, though. Like, I That's think if true. you hide a support, then they can just take a 6v5 and win. Yeah, I feel... Uh, I, the the counterplay is a bit more complicated. That's true. I feel like the it's counterplay like, was more complicated in the Mercy meta as well, with that with the, the res really, and everything. It's really dependent on uh, who's playing the Sombra as well. Because you got, like, yeah. Sombra players who, like, purely play the farm EMPs and they play, like, mm-hmm. super safe. These are the type of Sombras that you could just ignore and just run into them. Uh, into the enemy team, I mean. Then you have the type of summer players who play more behind the Ryan shield and actually try to hack swinging. These are the ones you have to play more passive with. It's really dependent on what team is playing it and how they're playing it. But um, yeah, it's a stupid comp and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about summer right now and remembering our trill on 300 ping just getting hacked just randomly. (laughs) Can't even react to it. It's really fun. (laughs) I can imagine. Poor trill, man. What a like, legend. oh shoot, I pressed right click, guys. He's holding shield forward. Yeah. He's, he's, he's literally hacked, and five seconds later, he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, you guys won. Yeah, we won. He, hey, you he won. literally has lost, but we won. <laughs> I mean, you, you're trash talking anymore because he's not on the team anymore, right? Oh yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's gone. He's, uh, he's a big boy now, you he know, up in the big leagues. Yeah. <sighs> we gotta, we gotta check boy. him off his high horse sometimes, but you know. I'm like, this is is all about him, too. (laughs) Alright, let's move on. Um, Kind of summarize the past couple of questions with how are you guys doing after Contenders um, playoff? Um, How is practice? Are you guys, did you guys take a little bit of a break? Are scrims um, less demanding? You guys are fighting for the showdown, or are you guys picking it up completely? I can, I can say that we were on a one-week break, and we just started yesterday. And obviously, since we lost Shirtle, we have to, like, scrap around, look for a main tank real quick. But uh, it's looking good so far, and I think uh, we're still going to roll. Eyes emoji. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I hate the eyes emoji, but I felt like I needed to say that. I respect the positivity, Crimson. It's good. Even though uh, we're going to lose our... our Big Australian gamer, we're gonna get. Dude, you gotta stop like describing him as big and tall like, on a high. But uh, people are gonna people are gonna think that we're gonna be weaker going into showdown without our our usual main tank. But I'm gonna I I can argue that we're gonna be even stronger. Nice. Uh, Hunter, how's your end of season like? Uh, we, we chilled for a little bit after we won a few days, and then we got like back into it slowly, so just like a couple of two-hour blocks over the course of the next week. But now, like right now, we're picking up again, I guess. I mean, the showdown's so insanely soon, and pretty much all the other teams other than Talon 
are like screaming pretty intensely because they just had their playoffs like, <coughs> this Sunday. So, I mean, apart from the fact that we're already behind because all the other regions are better than us, uh, the other teams have actually been screaming like nonstop. And I assume they're just going to keep going because, I mean, what, what's another week before the showdown? So, like, we took a little break, but now we're getting back into it. But I guess we're going into the showdown with, like, well, not necessarily low expectations, but, like, uh, any, any spectators have any expectations that Australia is going to, you know, like, roll through that tournament. But, yeah. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about how uh, expectations are going into the uh, tournament. I have the brackets up. Uh, mm-hmm. A-Fox, how was, uh, how was your end of contenders playoffs? I mean, good. We took like four or five days off right now. But now we're back grinding. We're just scrimming and looking good still, still developing some stuff, scouting a bit. Nothing special, just the usual, actually. Did you guys we have don't... any parties right after the... I mean, right yeah, the... we got a big-ass bar, so they just... Yeah, they just threw a big-ass party for us. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I really liked it, but still on the grind, you know. And for Lafon, the question is, coming out of contenders, which teams are looking the strongest? And are there any teams that are that could have made it that didn't? So we yeah. talked a little bit about LGD choking, right? Yeah. Uh... I mean, not really. The way the bracket was set up was that I think the expectation is you would see Billy Billy versus and, and LGE is the top two in the region right now in China specifically. That that other side of the bracket was such I think if you had asked me this like a month ago, my answer would have been different. But watching T1W self-destruct was pretty depressing. So um yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case for me. I don't think that I think anyone should have made it. Coming out of the region, LGE is the best team in China right now. Um, I'm not sure what that says about the rest of China, but, you know, I think the one thing that's going to be really surprising to me is that O2 took down Runaway, and we're not going to see them at the showdown. That one was, that one was I think, a little bit of uh, a surprise, uh, too. And if you think it wasn't a surprise, analyzing a lot more closely than most people. My uh, my Skype decided to just die. <laughs> it's on a perfectly good screen, so you don't need to worry about it. Imagine yeah, not having the, the best contenders go to team on the showdown. It's kind of weird. Goodbye, what if, not, what if they're not the best contenders? That's a, that's a, that's a big got, brain. What they if they're th- not? <laughs> like, well, I mean, they got 3 0 in the mirror by O2. Like, O2 I played Goten. Kaiser are also kind of popped, Kaiser, yeah, like, yeah. Kaiser kind of ran off. I don't know if it was a beam answer, had the opinion that British Hurricane were the best goats team <laughs> in the I mean, world. That's, that's supposedly what the showdowns to prove, right? That who is the best team? We were the best goats team. Yeah. Well, I, w- I wish it was gone, like coming up instead of showdown, just for like everybody to be there. Dude, same man. Now we gotta play another contender season and go to the sleeper. Yeah, exactly. I want the I want the juice. Right. Same here, dude. Oh, like for the next season? No, I'm just saying, like, I I want to play Gauntlet now, like where every where every region is going to be involved instead of just you know like sub regions kind of. I think exactly. as a spectator too, specifically. specifically. No, you go ahead, dude. 
especially for like i don't know i'm gonna speak for myself i'm not gonna speak for crims obviously but especially for flex supports i feel like those of usually korean flex supports which i don't want to trash talk because they're really good as well but i feel like sometimes we just deserve more recognition than gauntlet is that thing that we can gain recognition from you know but yeah we still gotta wait until we get there so that's gonna be dope i think as someone who's uh you know as a spectator as the analyst like on the outside looking a chance to see everyone match up against you know uh it's it it allows me to then say okay um you know this region is is good at this particular thing how does it match up against the style of this region right because i think covering like i covered three or i've watched three to four regions pretty religiously and they all play somewhat differently even you're gonna see um i think china specifically you know they're gonna be aggressive most of the time you know that they're going to they're going to go there's no waiting there um so getting to see how those match up is kind of cool because it's not even just who are the best players because there's fantastic players everywhere it's how do how well do their styles match up against another and that's what i've been missing um and i'm really looking forward to when we get to actually see that we have blank in the chat saying that angry titans is the best goats team we'll Mm. see that's all i gotta say I'm not so much less trash talk than, than <laughs> what you said before the podcast started, Crimzo. I mean, I'm not going to be like the guy that's going to be like, oh, we're going to go and we're going to roll everyone. We're going to pop off. It's going to be. You were like beat, that you know? at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Uh, obviously, some good teams there. I'm just, I just think we're the best. That's all I'm saying. That's a good attitude to, to have coming into it, though. You I'm you have confident. to do that, or you're you're not going to do well. You have to play to your best ability, and and yeah, you have to think confident. you're the best. Yeah, exactly. you can't be like, oh, guys, we're going to lose. We're trying, really trying not to win. Really we we can take it all again uh, because envious. I I'm very sure that envious is the strongest NA team, and the team that we're most afraid of would be still British Hurricane because yeah. Who would want to win the finals and then lose to them in the Atlantic? So, you don't believe that's... in Fusion Uni? Hell no. That's, that's a wild card right there. That's a wild yeah. card. I um, mean, weren't three or four of their members playing on like hella high ping? It was, yeah, remember, it was this is LAN. It was yeah, all yeah. except for the NA players or Karkar yeah. at least. Yeah, like you got you got to remember Fusion Uni. They look kind of like you know shakier, but. Like, almost that whole team was playing on super high ping. I feel like those guys are going to be really... That's I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not underestimating them. I'm just saying that from, from my perspective, and I'm not playing an NA, from my perspective, Envious would still be the stronger team. But right. it's like, I don't have that much experience because I play in EU, and EU has the best GOATS teams. So when I play against NA teams, we either stomp them or we find this team that, oh, good and envious gave us that impression so yeah right. that's that's the only opinion i have from it makes sense there was a lot of context going into fusion uni by the way um three of their players were still yeah and i think Changsik ended up taking um taking playoffs off right he he, Wasn't he, he didn't want to play in the and then, Yeah, then he played in the finals? Yeah, that was weird. He, he was he complaining did. about the ping, and then he, all of a sudden he's just back in. 
I, I don't know what the complete situation is, but I know that ping was a big problem. Well, he, he, he specifically put it, I think it was like a tweet. He said, um, yeah. this coaching staff and I've just decided that we, that I'll be taking the playoffs off due to a whole host of reasons. I think he cited ping as one of them. And then he ends up playing anyway. So clearly something okay. there. Maybe it was just like a decision that, okay, I'm going to have this in my own hands. Instead of uh, letting letting Beast Halo take take the reins of it, not that I'm dissing Beast Halo, I think he's good. I think he's fit to be on another contenders academy team. Uh, hmm. What's more juice? Let's go to showdown prediction. Um, we'll be taking small bets in a little bit, but uh, what are we thinking with these brackets? I'm going to go over Atlantic Showdown right now. And Brown versus British Hurricane, Loki being the number one SA seed, British Hurricane being the number two EU seed. What are we thinking? <laughs> British Hurricane, come on. If, if, you, if, you, if you say Loki, um, I have like four bridges right outside my please uh, I don't actually have those bridges but I would assume you'd believe me considering you're picking Loki over British Hurricane um, that's the I mean, I mean I mean no disrespect though because I love like the South yeah. American team I, I love their passion and uh, the amount of input they they. so I hope they really come to Atlantic and like show that they're good I really want that for them because they deserve it but like realistically, <laughs> I just think they're gonna get rolled. But that's just my I opinion. mean, I covered South America last season and the season for me, seeing them succeed a region that has tried so hard to 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 prove that they're more than capable of standing in the grand stage, I would love for them to prove it, right? I would love them to go out there and win. But I think in terms of like looking at the actual teams, it would be very surprising to me um if they if they win. It's they probably have the hardest road in terms of any of the showdowns. I would. Yeah. They face um, British Hurricane and then Team Envy if they win. And then either the winner of Team Envy. Um, and then if they even beat Team Envy, they face the Fusion. All right. So Fusion Uni versus Atlanta Academy. Who's taking that? Fusion. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, they're both they're both kind of wildcard teams. Fusion Uni is just a wildcard just in the sense that like we don't know how strong they really are just because of like the ping. But Atlanta's also a weird and they've never played on land. So you don't really know like how that's gonna come out on land, you know? That's true. I also feel like uh Adla Atlanta Academy's had some players that that weren't exactly in NA as well, so they have that like Oh, we're smurfing on high ping at like disadvantage as well. And also they, funny they acquired Astro. funny Astro really late on, so was was Funny Astro the only one who was smurfing on high ping? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, mean I that think... be like that much of a difference compared to Fusion Uni. Like Fusion Uni are getting dicked from multiple angles yeah. with the ping just falling off the walls every now and then because his latency is too high. <laughs> I think I think we get we did the big big brain play where instead of having a lot of players on ping, we just put all of the ping into one player, 
and then that's not <laughs> yeah. he just well, once you get past that 250 mark, you know? man, you get the yeah. advantage. That's how yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't don't leak it. People are gonna start adding to their ping. How do you think auto online, dude? We were lag switching. Oh. <laughs> Putting aluminum foil between the computer and the, and the cord. Yeah, we're up on, up on stage, messing about. Alright, um... I, I guess... And British Arcane is, like, how does Loki win? How do they actually take that match, if, if that's possible? I could see possible cheese, if they come with, ooh, like, any bunker comps or something that then I don't think it's possible, but if they do something that's really unexpected and it works good, I could see them, like, taking British Hurricane out with that, but the thing about British Hurricane is, you know, they're not the type of team, that's why I said they were harder than Giganti and Eagle Gaming, is because they're, it's like, they're really, like, they're the type of team that has, uh, like, a lot of comps, you know, so you could run, like, if you start to cheese, if you go like bunker or or dive or I don't know, I'm just saying something like super McCree or something, they'll have an answer for it with yeah. something. I think without all. Sorry, I I missed. I didn't hear the end of your sentence there. Um, I said they'll always have an answer for whatever right. you're playing. And I that to add to that, I think that's why I said that's one of the reasons why I said Loki um paths is because one thing about Loki is that and they showed this against fury in their in their grand finals is that they struggle against out of game their coaching staff is pretty good i think in game their flexibility is uh kind of weak and fury kind of exploited that um and so i i against a team that is as flexible as hurricane you're even like even through some magic if they somehow in the in the mirror are equal or better um, I don't think Loki across the gamut is as good, um, or even has the ability. Sorry about that. I'm just making sure that everyone is uh, okay with, and things are cutting out. Um, <laughs> we have uh, someone from the the chat. Well, says uh, Trill's fire strikes came from the future. That definitely makes sense that he's uh, he did. Trill literally like had to play from the future and, and relay information to us about what, what's <laughs> going to happen, you know? Good. There we go. I've reset it. A lot of sense. He's a prophet, 300 ping prophet. Yeah, got a lot of memers in the chat with uh. This episode is kind of funny. Um, Shoot, Overwatch Feller is looking a bit funny. <laughs> so we're predicting British Hurricane to take... Um, next up is British Hurricane facing Team Envy. How is that matchup? How do, how do British Hurricane win? What? <laughs> I, I wouldn't ask that question. I would just say it's a very... Even match and actually super excited. One of the better ones. Yeah. My... 
I think all the all the NAEU grudge matches are going to be super exciting. We're going to get a lot of them too because the winner of of Fusion Uni Atlanta Academy is facing Angry Titan. Who are you hoping to face? Are you hoping to face Fusion Uni? Uh, they won so much. Mm. Just, just uh, shit on them and do it for NA, honestly. Yeah, probably Fusion Uni, yeah. Just because I want to play Alarm. I've never played Alarm in my life, and I think the kid's insane, so that would be fun to play. Particular reason why I would choose a team, though, because we... I think we would draw either one of those, them. Hopefully. We'll see how it goes. Moving on to Atlantic Showdown. Get some spicy matchups. It's uh, O2 Blast versus Order. Easy clap. Explain. Uh, it's gonna be an easy clap for O2 Blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's a pretty hard series of matchups for us. We're, we're Australian. We're versing round one. We're versing the team that just beat Runaway, the alleged best Ryan Goats team in Korea. I mean, maybe that, maybe that time. Us now, given that they played Ryan Goats into Runaway and they won. But uh, either way, our round one, round one matchup, really hard. If by some miracle of Christ himself, we get past O2 Blast in round one, then we go up against like the best Sombra Goats team and just like the best team in China overall with LG Huya. So, you know, not a super easy bracket, but hey, maybe in the Lizards bracket, we go up against T1W. Crap. Oh, I don't know how many of you actually watched it, but T1W looked pretty, pretty average in the playoffs. So, you know, maybe we find some success versus T1W in the lower bracket. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm, I'm not, yeah. Like, I, obviously, we'll, we'll bring our all to O2, but I, I'm not entirely sure it's enough versus O2 Blast because those guys are, they appear to be quite good at Reinhardt goods, which, yeah, seems we're going to be mirroring. <laughs> are, we, are you thinking that Talon Esports takes down the one winner? Huh? Uh, no, I think Talon are going to get fucked. <laughs> no, like, nah, talent suck. Look great and maybe aren't great, but I think talent are just like a, probably like a level below that. Talent are not, a, not great. All right, so, so like, I know the juice, right? You guys scrim a lot of Pacific and, and Chinese and Korean teams as well. Right? Mm hmm. So you're, you're saying that Pacific much of a. Oh, you no, guys are Pac, the worst region. Pac actually, like, so, no, 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 the pack's definitely a worse region than Australia at this point. Wow. I wouldn't have said so before, but now pack is just pack is so dead in terms of talent. There's like one good player trapped on a team of five literal bots, fucking smashing <laughs> the keyboard. Like, and that's. I mean, there's like, like two, three competent teams slightly, and the rest of them are just like, actually train wrecks of teams, like. Tidawat, who was like an insanely good player, he was on mm. he was on Giant Lynx, a team that I, I don't think they won a single match throughout the whole regular season. They went zero. Like the ta and the, the, I don't know, the talent distribution is so so screwed in Pack. Like that that region actually kind of there are good players in Pack, but they're all distributed across different teams, which means yeah. that the region sucks. That Even if it's where... individual players don't necessarily. That was where water came from. No, what is a Korean? He was on G Pantheon Korea, so yeah. he, he's just a Korean player. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a, he's Korean, but he was on a Pacific team. 
Sure. And I mean, I, I mean, the Pacific team that's winning has three Koreans, like they're maxed out on the roster yeah. and then they're just, you know, Aputo is just happy to be there for the ride, bringing it home for Thailand. But, wow. yeah. So that's how you do trash talk. That's how you do trash on the whole region as a whole. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because there's been a lot of people that have been taken out of Pacific. And you don't see a lot of um, new talent. Hopefully that changes. We have two new uh, new pack contenders teams coming in. Both from trials. Yeah, both Giant Links and um, who else was it? Let me check. Giant Links and <coughs> Kicks. They're both gone. They got they got relegated. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like the, some of those teams were were really bad. The the bottom of pack is like a, a disaster, I'd say, yeah. compared to like some of the other regions. Like, yeah. we got a bunch of uh, of uh, Japanese players off of Green Leaves who have made contenders in pack, and uh, the Nami fighters have a very mixed roster. They have. Uh, KTM as the coach. Oh. Those American ship posters, isn't he? <laughs> Holy moly, calm down. Alright, anyway. Back to the Pacific Showdown. Um, so we're thinking that T1 takes that. Is it T1 or Element Mystic that's taking round two? I'm going to people think there. That that that's I mean if T1W couldn't get uh couldn't play against LGE Sombra, um not entirely sure they can do it against and by not entirely I'm 100 percent sure they can't do it against Element Mystic. Yeah, they're gonna get smoked. Sombra Doomfist, especially and the even if T1W played their Doomfist goats, oh god, I hate that term. Um, to the best of like like literally better than anyone else, it, they don't have flexibility. Um. Uh, just sorry, uh, not too. It's the DPS comp. They don't have. Um, they, they're not. It, it just all their players. They are good at one thing, but if they need. Uh, for for T1W, like uh, this was the one of the frustrating things watching is like Mitsuya is pretty good on Doomfist, but his Zarya is not good, and they literally when he's in the lineup, they can't switch their composition, and I think Element Mystic is going to is going to like abuse that nonstop. Do we think Element Mystic are going to roll the whole tournament? Hmm. I don't know about the whole tournament. I don't know about the yeah. favorites, but I don't know about rolling. Yeah. I think, think, I think the be... first matchup is the easiest, like, it's definitely easy for sure, but <laughs> after that, I don't know. Yeah. I guess the biggest question is, like, LG, Huya, or Element Mystic. I think those are the huge favorites because LG, Huya looked so good coming out of playoffs. Like it, they were far and above the best Chinese team. They four rode, like it wasn't even close. It was like quick. There were other mitigating circumstances, though, and I'm hesitant to like crown LG as being a top tier team. I mean, or like at the same level of being able to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think they're a good team. I think they're they are definitely the best Chinese team. But there were too many holes in their gameplay, even just watching them again, struggling T1W. 
that T1W just wasn't functionally capable of taking advantage of. But I think they're not going to be playing against T1W in the uh, in these in, in in the showdown. So we think that Pacific is pretty much sealed. Crimson, who do you want to see win? Korea or China? Yeah, Pacific. I want to see China just because Korea doesn't win. <laughs> so just like the Korea underdog series. approach. Yeah. I don't know, China, I don't know, I've always seen China as like a, a region that you don't know what's going to happen, really. It's, it seems like kind of random. So, you never know. Like, it'd be nice to see like a Chinese team win with, I don't know, some kind of some kind of comp that beats goats. Maybe you never know. Yeah. But uh, you never know what's going to happen. I will, a lot it's of a shame. I will say oh, it's a no, shame no. that LGD did not make it over T1W. LGD would have actually had a chance. T1W is going to get smoked. Badness. And I was going to say, um, when it comes to Chinese teams playing on other esports, the, the trend seems to be that while Chinese have the a lot of Chinese orgs have like huge infrastructures and a lot of money to put into it, it takes them a little bit to adjust to like the optimal way of playing the game. And but when they do, they are like completely dominant in that esport for the rest of time. And it's not even close. And I, I guess Dota is a little um, less of that, where it's either a, an NA team or an NA org that wins the whole thing, and um, and then a Chinese team every other year. But for the most part, if the Chinese team, like, they manage to get a lot of success, they're just, like, they're so confident in, in the next tournaments that they just blow everyone out of the water from then on. It's interesting to see uh, China versus Korea. I'm I'm super excited personally, that uh, that those grudge matches transcend esports pretty much. All right, let's get into small bets that we can make. Um, you can totally make them off of other regions. Not gonna call things off. Then we'll get into questions after. Lafon, you want to start? Are you ready? Putting me putting me on the spot here. Um. I, I I don't know. I'm not good at these things. What 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 am I what am I betting here? You can you can bet anything. I can be kind of small. Uh, I mean, give me something to bet on. I, it's, okay, so was... me and Ari have made bets in the past where if uh, certain teams win and upset, will like if they if they win, we'll eat a chili pepper and stuff like that. Hmm. Like really hot pepper. Never actually lost one of those bets, so we've never had to eat one yet, but. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, let's go for broke. Uh, <laughs> I tear down my brick wall on camera. Blank. That's not happening because there's no brick wall anymore. See? <laughs> um, y- you know what? We'll do. We'll do. We'll do an outrageous one. If Loki, through some magic, beats British Hurricane, um, psh, what do I got here? I actually don't know because this is this is. The, I don't know. Um, You'll have to roll back to me on this one. You'll have to roll. I'll I'll think of something, but it's something to do with British Hurricane Loki. All right. I'm going to do the Macarena if Order beats O2 Blast. You better beat him. Yeah. Let's do the Macarena and I'll make it like a. I'll make it like a meme. I'll meme it up. There will be air horns. Hunter, what's your bet? (laughs) Fuck. 
<laughs> if we if we beat O2 and LGE, I will literally shit in my hands and clap. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that should give you an indicator of how likely I think it is that we beat both of those teams. <laughs> All right, so that, that's your bet. I'm putting you to that. A Fox, what's your bet? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really much of a better, but if Loki wins yeah. against British Hurricane, then yeah, I'll eat a hot chili pepper or something like that. A very hot one, something that hurts me or something. That's what you <laughs> like in betting, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. that's fine. Grimzo? Mm, I've actually thought about this one. If we, if Envy doesn't make top four, I will literally record a video of me neck deep in an ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> just just to torture myself. Right. Why not? We, we clip these, by the way. You, you yeah, can't fine. get away if, from them. If we don't make top four, I'm All ready. Right. I'm ready. Uh, These air horns, Bammy. I don't know if the stream can hear them, but they're there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, they're, they're not in the account. All right. <laughs> um, any other questions from the audience? I'm going to be requesting uh, questions from questions and answers. Okay, so we have... They can't hear you, right, Bemi? Okay, so... <laughs> someone from the chat asked Kremzo how he can aim. How can I aim? Well, typically, you grab a mouse, you put your hand on the mouse, and you move the mouse around. That's how you aim. But um, typically, since I play the Nada, of course, I, I like... I, I, aim with my, I aim with my wrist for the most part. But obviously, oh. like, it's a lot of, you know, snapping. A lot of players mostly use their arms nowadays. Yeah, they use arms. Cool. But I use my wrist like, as well. Yeah, I've always used like high sense and wrists, so I don't know, it's just what I'm used to. There's a lot of Eagle Gaming memes in the chat. <laughs> Give us some questions, guys. Give us some questions. Oh, here we go. Blink. Question for AFOX. What was a major reason you, you think you were able to beat British Hurricane? That you can publicly say XD. I mean, right now the finals are over. I think I can say anything publicly. Do it. But uh, so we lost in groups. We checked out how we figured out that they have one big weak spot, and that is their backline. They always leave them behind. So we did a strategy that revolved around killing Bok One all the time, and that's what we did the entire. <laughs> the entire, you know, finals. We just discorded him. I said, Emil, you fly to him. That's how we killed him. And that's how we beat him. Yeah. I guess that, that kind of goes to the other guests, which is like, was there any specific strategy that you guys used to win contenders? You know, we are kind of like a, a team. Like, we just scout the. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. We we just like scout the enemy team really hard. That's what we always do. We always check for things that we can punish. 
and things that we might have not noticed uh like for example in group stage when we lost against British Hurricane um we we were goddamn like how do we actually beat this you know so we went and checked it and then we were like wait like it's not that hard actually and it actually worked out really well mm -hmm. because uh, one of the issues that a lot of teams have and I'm not even going to say EU I saw it in NA teams as well when I scrimmed them is they have this one play style and they stick with it and then they never swap and then you play them and you prepared for that play style and then when you start winning they start to choke because they're like wait like whatever they're doing is beating us so for yeah. example I think in these in this finals against Bok 1 when we kept killing Bok 1 British Hurricane kind of had that choke where they were like why is our flex support dying all the time? Like, why is he dying all the time? And then they started to not play their game anymore. And when you start to make a team adapt on your gameplay, you are basically winning the game for free because then you're playing your game and they're not playing theirs. Yeah. There was a map on... Um, there was a point on Oasis. I think it was that was the last map uh, yeah. that you guys ended up winning where, I mean to the audience it didn't look like he was it didn't look like you guys were particularly focusing him it just looked like he was dying a lot but that's i know that's not the case oh hell you know, no i know the i know the whole thing was you guys were actually tunneling completely on him yeah i just want to say that Oh, we screamed at once and they did the same thing to me and i almost broke my monitor three times <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I was, I was real close. I, there was at least seven desk slams for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you guys knew how to deal with it at least. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it, I think at the just... end my team was just like, eh, he's gonna die. Just go, let's go kill the other team. The rest of the team. <laughs> yeah. Use Discord for as long as he's alive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 thing, the thing we did with British Hurricane is we scouted their positioning as well. And we actually thought you know what? It's like two weeks before we go into the finals, so we're not going to rely on the positioning of like the group game. But guess what? We went into the finals, <laughs> and they came out at the exact same spot. So like, I think like around map three or something. No, like Oasis, that map, that was insane. Like we ran in blind, but mm -hmm. knowing that Bok 1 would be there, and it worked out, it was like insane just kept dying and we were like we know what you're doing so that was really cool that's awesome like good that you guys actually figured that out and and had the the scouting talent to to notice those small changes and or lack of changes yeah we um, have a great we have a great co uh, coaching staff like insane like uh opti fosters rat and uh, squall like these four guys have been doing amazing work for us, like scouting every team, uh, giving us all their like uh, flaws, and and we we as players make the strats because we think that like we are obviously since we are the players we know it better, but they like finalize. It's been working amazing. Like we couldn't have gotten this far without them. Yeah. Want to know our secret to how we were successful? Um, we, we sent in Trill. They all focused Trill. We killed the rest of the team. Trill dies. That's how we win. Glories. Did you pocket him at all? Did you give him any resources? Or you just I mean, left him to die? Oh, Trill's in thing again. But uh, 
some fights we did give them give them a little bit of pocket, but for the most part, we 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 like gave like we were just focused on killing the rest of the team that we didn't even care what Trill was doing. Trill was like a child running in, and we just, we just let him play around. You know, he was running around, swinging his hammer, popping off, shatter down. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> then we just killed the rest of the team. Amazing. He's just kind a marker. Like Vancouver Titans way of playing. Are you guys actually the Vancouver Titans of? Contenders. I will say we did, we did study the top owl teams, so it works perfectly with our team. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but now he's gone and we're sad. But we'll come up with new strats. Yeah, just bait whoever your next main tank is. It's that exactly. Easy. Hunter, how did you win? Uh, the teams were versing were worse than us. <laughs> like <laughs> some elbows. We. Watch some Korean contenders' vods if we were feeling extra silly, but yeah, for the most part, like you're talking with Angry Titans, how like you you identified a problem with how um, your opponent, like how you were just able to kill Bok One on repeat, right? Like we we got around a bit of backline assassination ourselves, but that wasn't like a specific kind of strata thing to the enemy team. We just like you know because the teams we scrim, if we scrim in Australia, the teams that we're scrimming are behind us. We, we would basically just scrim an overseas team and if an overseas team would pump us, so, you know, usually like the, it's a Korean team or like a top China team, but top, I don't think top China is very innovative with goats. So basically we'd like, we'd scrim like wreck us and then we'd, we would just copy whatever a Korean team would do in a scrim, basically. Like that, that was pretty much our approach. It's not very, not very complex, not very nuanced. Like sometimes you'd see something in an Alvod that we try to implement, but other than that, like, it was pretty much just, you know, get wrecked by something in a Korean scrim, try and implement that. Like, watch it in VODs and try and implement it for our own style of play. I, I think that's pretty much how we won. Like, just, just copying people that were better than us and wrecking us in scrims. It is so cool that uh, Australia has the particular advantage of, of being close to so many of those regions that you can scrim a bunch of different teams. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really not an advantage. Too bad of like a, the the ping we have for those scrims is pretty like garbage. I would I would is say that's an advantage. How it's, bad yeah, is it? I mean, like it, I think if it was any meta other than goats, it would be like borderline unplayable, right? Because DPS heroes are really hard to play on high ping. Goats is like the most forgiving meta you could possibly have to like be playing on high ping. I that's true. Hyper meta, and you were like 100. The only reason that, like, yeah, the only reason when Australia was doing like well internationally, well in big inverted commas, like that, that was when Australian, the Australian team at the time, like Fusion Girls, they were able to practice at like tank heavy comp again. Like, if you're just playing DPS, you, you get rolled on high ping, and we have high ping. Like, it's definitely not a geographical advantage to living in Australia. Do you guys get bad ping already just by being in Australia? Not to Australian servers, but you know we get bad scrims if you're scrimming Australian teams. So what's the ping if you guys are facing Korean teams? Like 170, 180. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a little better. I, I assumed better, yeah. but that's... some some Korean teams they they're happy to scrim on like an intermediate server, like Japan. So that's like 130 to 160 instead, which is like a lot of our scrims. But the problem is the best Korean teams, like the teams that you're really going to want to learn from, they. Why would they scrim an Australian team on a server that they don't want to play on? That's exactly the issue. So, like, you need to you need to compromise somewhere. Like, you know, if you want to get a really good scrim, maybe you can't play on your preferred server, and even then, your preferred server still has crap ping. Mm. So, th there's there's no advantage. Yeah, I guess that that was what I was about to say was, oh shoot, I guess that's not an advantage at all. 
Yeah. Like if if you're in pack, you have better scrims because you're closer to Korea. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they have the China and Korea aren't that bad off. Yeah, they're all like close enough to Korea that you can make it work. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I think Australia has like the worst ping issue of all the contenders regions, which will be just like if Overwatch League localization ever happens and Australia has an Overwatch League franchise, I have no idea how they expect that to work. Like, it's actually impossible. <laughs> yeah, ping is going to be crazy. It's just how the hell do you have an Australian team if Australian teams can't scrim international teams properly? Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> So we got Tailspin in the chat saying we just let Crimzo die. Yeah, that was in regards to the AT strat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. A couple of bullies on my team, you know. Gotta keep them in check sometimes. We were were just doing that because we were practicing for British. Yeah, yeah. It was nothing. When we practice a strat, we just do it against any and then we learn from how they counter it, too. Yep, we got some questions from Bemi, our producer here. For a Fox, how does it feel to break the curse? Oh, these are from other people in the chat. How does it feel to break the curse? I guess everyone had a curse. We were talking about that towards the beginning of the podcast, but how does it feel, a Fox? To, to what? Sorry, you break cut Break the off. curse. Oh, break the curse? How does it feel? Amazing. Like you have no, you have no clue. Like I was literally in tears because I thought, oh no, like these two last seasons we lost. Like these teams were really good, obviously, but like British Hurricane this season, they really scared us, and we were like, God damn it! Like we have two new players, we've gone through a long road, and we're again in the finals. And obviously, it gets in your head losing two finals. You hear people saying, curse this, curse that. And, you know, you laugh it off. Like, you just pretend like you don't care. But in the end, if we had lost this, it would have at least me hurt, hurt us again. So this was an amazing feeling. Nice. And for the team, for sure. Yeah. You guys have been, like, almost infamously second. And like it was almost a meme, and you guys have broken the meme. Yeah, that's feel really good. You don't want to stay a meme forever. You yeah. like to be the meme for you know a while, but not you know become the meme forever. That sucks. Uh, got another question. The Overwatch World Cup changes. Go over that real quick. So age restriction. You can't be under eighteen. Ribbit clips. I think age, age restriction is kind of lame. Like, there's so much talent that's under 18 that we're going to be missing out on. Yep. Yeah, especially, like, even, like, Sharp from our team, you know, from, from Sweden. Like, this guy's in the same hit scan, but he's not going to be able to play because he's too young, which is kind of lame. I think it's really stupid. Also, like, it, it, the, the game itself, like, the path to pro is already so hard and so, like, restricted. If you take away World Cup from, like, uh, underage players as well. Um, you know, uh, you get a lot of young talent that can be really good, losing motivation to play over in this game overall, and that's not good. We need more talent. We don't need to lose them. Yeah, especially like imagine a sixteen-year-old 
coming in um, last year, they could participate in a World Cup. And now this year, it's like they're barred from it. And they were, what if they popped off? You know, what right. if they did really well? What about, um, what about Patafan from Thailand? Guy's a monster. Yeah. Patafan is so cut about that. Like, he's yeah. still 15 years old. He popped off so hard. He did. World he Cup popped off so hard. Yeah, that kid's actually been tweeting nonstop about how much he's looking forward to the World Cup, nonstop talking oh about God. how much he wants to play at the World Cup. And then the announcement comes out and they're just like, hey, play the bitch. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got to wait. That's got to be like the hardest thing. Again. I don't know. That sucks, though, because heaps of players like make a name for themselves at the underrated region. They pop off at World Cup. They prove that they're like actually way better than people expect. And that opportunity is just gone for people who are under 18, which yeah. is a shame, especially given that academy teams like to scout people that are exactly. you know, young. And, yeah. There's a lot of like, like Koreans that would, would probably be vying for those spots as well. I mean, you'd um, expect... You'd expect most of them to be filled from um, our teams, but there's a lot of still really good Korean talent and contenders. Yeah, I think that like Korea, it'll just be a full Overwatch League roster, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just like more for like underrated <laughs> regions are where you get, like you find yeah. hidden talent. Put the Florida Mayhem in. Put the entire <laughs> Oh yeah. boy, Florida Mayhem. What a roster, man. The new roster. The all Korean one, of course. Or Korea World Cup. Okay, so say that happens. Like, how how far do they go? Do they even Damn. make it out of groups? <sighs> I mean, they they're stacking their team with good Koreans now, dude. That team's yeah. gonna be good soon enough. Well, fun. Yeah, I have no, I have no, I I have no opinion. <laughs> no opinion. I don't. I don't think it works like that. But yeah. no public opinion, I guess. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I, I've historically been very down on the Florida Mayhem, so. It's hard to be up on them, let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Um, got a bunch of other questions. From Brig H, for all, how do you feel about the possibility of roll queue? Do it. Yeah, why not? I think there should be a separate rank system for roll queue. Have like comp, all, all things barred, a uh, nothing barred, and and a roll queue, like separate. I would like roll queue. Uh, I'm gonna be the lone voice against it. I want to see six DPS in all my games. I think there's. They should fix or hard reset before they change anything because, right now, it's on a like. They killed it already. They just have to hard reset, and then they can make changes, in my opinion. Yeah, what if it's just like a new ladder that just appears out of nowhere? Yeah, like a solo queue, do queue, and then you have like a, you know, six stack ladder. If you want to six stack or five stack. Six stack ladder. It's like a flex flex ladder type thing, like League of Legends has, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Groups of three and up, they like have a different ladders. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. That that will that will make it so much better. But still, I stand to my. Uh, point where I think they need a hard reset because they already screwed up. We talked about that a lot, actually, and just like you know, there's there's a lot of disparity between even like the top 500 and not yeah. any region in particular, but yeah, I mean, I'm not even talking about top 500 only. Like Grandmaster itself, like the rank mm -hmm. Grandmaster is supposed to be. 
you know, it's supposed to be a rank that you'd actually have to be good to enter. And like, I'm very confident that anyone can enter it. Like anyone who has a mouse and a keyboard and a, and a monitor and, uh, you know, knows how to play. I mean, doesn't even know. You just click on Brig and you just swing around. I think you, you'll eventually, like, work your way up there. Yeah. That's a good take. At least you don't <laughs> have mean, to play Brig, not... right? It's not hard to get the GM. I'm 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 absolutely garbage at the game, like trash. And I've hit it's it's not it's not hard. Yeah. Uh, I got a question from JK Lull for A Fox. How did you guys beat Shoes Money? Yeah, <laughs> Shoes Money. Yeah, Blood oh. Trail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Shark. We just. emoji all right all right lewis get out of here with your memes <laughs> <laughs> a lot of memers in the chat here um got another question what is some advice for people who want to learn how to get better not just tips but like how to learn from mistakes in a tangible way record and watch yourself play if you want to learn that's the best way that's definitely a good way also from my perspective also, from my perspective, uh, watching pro players, like, see what they do. Obviously, don't copy what they do. Don't go and copy your stance and stuff, but get a general idea of how to play the game and then improve uh, by yourself. And, you know, obviously get a team and stuff. That helps a lot. Yeah, to echo that, not specifically for gameplay, but for anything, like for casting, that's what I do, is why they're doing what they're doing. And then I take the idea behind that and apply it to my own style. So, you know, um, I mean, if you look at if you look at the pro casters, right, why does Uber have just to pull a name? Why does he why is he able to use that many? Why is he able to flow that well in his rhythm in, in terms of how he can? I see, I'm not going to talk the same way he does, so I can't use that specifically. But, oh, he looks at a game. He looks at the game this way. He brings this particular point forward first. Why does he do that? Because it's the most important one. Then I apply it to my own self in a way that makes sense for my own speech patterns, right? So think you can't just blindly grind. You have to think about why you're doing what you're doing and then uh, apply it. research, practice, and then uh, review. That's the three steps of doing it. Hunter? Uh, combination of trying to like critically analyze your own play so probably recording and watching your own play in a team context more so than ranked because ranked just sucks um and watching what pros do and it, like it's not necessarily copying what they do although often that can help because you know it's more so trying to develop an understanding of why someone that's better you at, better than you at the game is doing what they're doing and I mean, like thinking about aim and their sensitivity and stuff, that's all such a waste of time unless you're, you know, playing on a bloody chopping block with 20 billion EDPI. Like for the most part, you just need to think about why people are standing where they're standing, why people are using their abilities when they're using their abilities. Because I mean, that's, that's pretty much what the game boils down to, right? Positioning and ability usage. I thought you were going to make a joke about not being good, but that was a really insightful answer. Oh yeah, and also I suck. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> of time so uh don't don't watch me play if you want to improve uh, but, yeah. okay, I mean, you, you, you asked me to pretty much top it off with that so yeah yeah uh another question 
What's the biggest change you'd like to see in contenders? Frankly, uh, I, I want to play against the other region. Yeah, same. Like, I want to, like, cross-region, especially in NA. I think the West and East thing is kind of lame. Do you think the bottom four teams that they created in order to, like, facilitate that are all crap as well? Because, you know, they split from, like, 12... They went from 12 teams to 16, so they added another yep. four teams to the tournament. Do you reckon yeah, those four teams that they added are all shit? Yeah, it's not... It's not very good. It's pretty It's pretty top-heavy, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they make the region less competitive by adding those four teams just because they kind of suck. So, yeah, it makes things a lot less interesting. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, and it, it has been, like, for the course of the season, even halfway through, it's like, okay, who's in the finals? Who's facing Envy in the finals? You know, and then we have to deal it, with the, the really like, top heavy. Well, we also the deal with the thought of like, oh, you know, they wouldn't have done this well if they were in NA East. So blah blah blah. You know that kind of stuff is just <laughs> really freaking annoying. Yeah, it's like a coin. Uh, the regions matter in terms of placement of the teams. Like I saw some, it was just some posts like they wouldn't have done this well if they were in NA East. Like this, I was about to break my monitor again. <laughs> Do we know if they're going to re-roll the teams? I think I'm pretty sure the top the top two teams like us and Fusion Uni will stay in our respective regions, but the teams the other rest of the teams will get mixed up. Cool. So they're that's interesting. Appreciate it, so like if, if Fusion Uni were to win Showdown, oh that's right, they, yep. And if they get the extra seed, everybody would want to be in the Fusion Uni. That's that's actually right. You reminded me. Um, so I think the the winners of the the showdown or the highest placing team will decide which it's like a draft i don't even think it's a reroll i think that uh you guys uh regions yeah i think we do draft teams i remember for this season uh nrg drafted us and they got rolled so that's kind of I don't know why that one. <laughs> <laughs> th and the fact that it was really upset because like they picked us before like why? So like when we when we matched up against them, we were like, okay, let's let's show the let's let's just fucking own these guys. <laughs> and we did it twice. I think saying, hey Cribza, we got scrims, man. Do you have scrims soon? Uh it's in thirty minutes. He's beaming on us. Uh, what other contenders changes would you guys like to see? I my biggest one that I said last season, uh, last episode was I really wanted to see um, more backstory into Overwatch League. For example, and they they actually mentioned that he was from um, Second Wind and and um, what was he on Wave Check in Open Division, and he got moved up. But it's like they didn't show any of the clips. And they have those clips where they it's like I just want to showcase some of the contenders gameplay if they're looking at backstories of players that have made it. But that's just me. Yeah. I think I think there's like a lot of potential in production for different storylines. Like I think the contender streams could be a lot more like general viewers, because I think you, there's actually the, like a lot you can do with the game and with the players playing in every region to make it more interesting for a viewer. But I don't think Overwatch, like contenders as a tournament, really does any of that. Like I feel as if it's a, it's literally moving away from that, right? Like contenders' career was a good example. 
like you know super budget apex and then they move oh, away yeah. from the land format and it gets worse but at least contenders career is still doing something in that you know like a, all the players have to have webcams while they're playing and stuff like that mm-hmm. so they're, they're trying to make something out of nothing but yeah I, I think there's a lot of potential uh to make the streams a bit more entertaining than just like a 20 minute ad roll on twitch and then straight into the game and then like a 20 minute ad roll on twitch makes sense we got a caster from contender just- I, like i don't think i don't think it's down to the casters necessarily i think it's more about like I the think- organization of the tournament so that's true yeah i mean can more be done think from from, from well from the from the production from the production side uh, there's more uh, I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but um, I, I think at, at the very beginning, an English language cast for every region would be uh, ideal, one that is mm-hmm. supported. Um, that, like, I mean, we had a region that just actually didn't get coverage this season in terms of English. Okay. often mean a lot for certain players. Um, so I, I, I would like to see that. Um, and beyond that, I think, yeah, no, building storylines with the player base, with the, with the players, would, would definitely help because, you know, audiences interaction and can really make a difference uh, for a ton of these teams. Hey, Fox? I think more advertisement. Like, we play British Hurricane. Those are finals. We had, like, 3K viewers advertise in my opinion like only hardcore uh like competitive scene players or fans know that we are playing it's not like casuals they have no clue what overwatch contenders is basically they only know what overwatch problem with that i don't know how they fix it but like during the i don't know about europe but like the korea and china files and finals i'm pretty sure there was like a simulcast Overwatch League replay that had like yeah. twenty thousand people watching. Like, there's twenty thousand people watching a bloody replay. Weird on that. Like, I don't know how they resolve that issue. But what's that, what's like, really I, weird about that though is that they hosted Overwatch Contenders when Open Division was on. Yes, <laughs> and like thirty thousand viewers. Yeah, 30, yeah. So I was, people were watching some squads play, yeah, and exactly. they, they aren't even like off the map. I, don't, I just I just want to say that. Uh, I like. I yeah, it, it feels like Overwatch League is divorced from contenders, um, in a way that I don't think is healthy, considering their sister leagues or I guess daughter league, um, in a certain sense. Uh, I I would, and I definitely want to see contenders before I see Open Division. I mean, all, yeah. you know, shout out to the Open Division players. It's not like they're you know giving up or anything, but like I mean, there has to be a level of you know this, then this, and this, and I feel like right now it's. Overwatch League, nothing, sometimes maybe some of the smaller stuff. Have some kind of priority list, and I know that scheduling must be, like, the hardest thing to do um, in scheduling all of contenders, all of those regions, you have to put all of them in the correct time zones and schedule the, the biggest headache of them all, but yeah, them them hosting Open Division for like 30 to 40,000 people and you know Korean finals not even getting a little bit of it was kind of disappointing 
I think, I think the other thing, too, is that there's so many good games in Contenders. Like, I think some of the best Overwatch has been played uh, in some of these in some of these finals that... Uh, uh, I'm 100% sure that, like, I, I firm that's so... Like, a lot of... So hard. Like, they really do. Yeah. Especially goats. Like, considering people... Oh, yeah. Uh, considering people were, sh- like, shitting on goats, thinking it would not be a good comp for so long. This is actually meta, and there's nothing you can do about it. So mm-hmm. people just accepted it. But that entire road, like... Overwatch League teams, they kept grinding like the divey stuff and, and all of that while we kept on going for that GOATS. And then once they got into Overwatch League, you could see the first days, like the first games of Overwatch League, GOATS was a pure disaster. It just looked like, you know, contenders teams like two months ago. You know? I, I will say, I will say as a casual viewer, I would finals than Florida versus Houston. Yeah. Like I, I was watching that game. They're playing, quote goats. I, I it was, it was a train. Calling it a train wreck is generous. It was yeah. one. It's some of the worst Overwatch I've ever seen. Yeah. That bad players. Like, uh, as players, would you guys rather play? live to 3,000 people? Uh, I mean, on stream, mind you, not like in person. Live to 3,000 people or like a pre-recorded game to 20,000? <clears throat> I think that pre-recorded makes fine. Sense. Pre-recorded. Because yeah, like, uh, Australia is pre-recorded, right? But we're yeah. still scheduled over bloody <laughs> reruns of Overwatch League. I mean, Australia is probably the least pre-recorded region. Yeah, yeah, if you don't, yeah, I think PAC is. PAC's live. PAC's live. Um, if if it advertises contenders more doing it, I think pre-recorded would be better. Yeah, I will. I, I, I will like say everyone would be happy with pre-recorded if it meant that more viewers come to the tournament, and all they need to do is not schedule them at the same time as Overwatch League reruns. And... Literally, how they did Open Division. Surprise! Yeah, it, it, was, was. it was it was it was pre-recorded. Are you? There were no Open Division games played on a Tuesday in the middle of the day. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Like Tuesday, right after Owl, and oh. yeah. Like I, Another's I, I, playing in open division. Thirty thousand people. Want. I I don't. I, it's it's it seems to me that like that's just, it's an easy easyish solution to a problem that is definitely real. Yeah, it's got to be like the hardest problems to tackle. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about, um, but I think there's a lot of can that be that can be done. But I know that because Overwatch League is the like the golden goose of overwatch it will always be prioritized over anything and they have certain metrics that need to be uh gained they have to gain a certain amount of viewership they have to stream even if it's reruns they have to rerun for a certain amount of hours every week and so maybe it's just tackling that alongside you know so many other things there's, like nothing wrong. there's nothing wrong with broadcasting tier one and then rebroadcasting it. Like all, all the money is in tier one. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just you know, a matter of scheduling the broadcast for tier two in a way such that, you know, people actually watch it. Because I think the exactly. biggest problem that tier two has overall is that there's just like the combination of scheduling, meaning that there are no bloody viewers at all 
And on top of the scheduling issues, the sponsorship issues in that, like, you can't, I don't know about you guys over in Europe. No, we like, can't. We can't have any of our sponsors on our jerseys. Safe, like, we go, we go to land and we've got a bloody black jersey with nothing on it. It's safe. like, okay, sick. Why isn't, why isn't Org going to pay us to play? Exactly the same issue as in Europe. Thank God for Maccas. Yeah, thank God for Maccas and their play of the game coming through with the goods. Because we're <laughs> McDonald's, which doesn't clash with the <laughs> we'd all be screwed. But yeah, Maccas is coming in with a save for Australia. I don't know about you guys over in Europe. I, don't know no, no, I, I completely agree with whatever you're saying. It's completely the same here in Europe. Yeah, and NA is probably like the better one because they just got... They're just filled with academy teams, so they don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I think I think the scary thing is like the what's the incentive for the academy teams to stay? Like, yeah, true. I mean, uh, well, I think it's next year that they're gonna force uh, every Overwatch league to have an academy team, right? That's the rumor. Is it, that's will that the be a thing? Right? Can oh, okay. I guess you know, problem solved. So yeah, if if Overwatch league does that, then that's one problem solved indeed. Yeah. yeah, it just like sucks because nobody wants to put money into it because there's no way to get your money back. No, exactly. We just gotta survive, man. And this <laughs> is the just, chan- this just, is- just win contenders for it. <laughs> you guys are the winners of contenders, and you're arguing about that. That says a lot. I'm drowning in my contenders. You need this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got like the biggest prize pool uh, that Australia has ever seen. Yeah, correct. All the other seasons, it's actually it's, we're, it's we're lucky to have won this season instead of all the other ones. I know, you know and all you the other get seasons, to go to they, the get, like, they get a. You know, we finally win a season, and it happens to be the one where all the prizing is, and you get to go to China. Like, yeah, yeah you guys can literally right win triple the amount of last season's winner, and you're complaining. <laughs> I mean, it's not about prize pool. It, yeah, it's I about know. above the path to pro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and not. It's not a sustainable. Thing uh, I, at all. Yeah. If if they say that they have a path to pro, then they'll have, actually have to make it a path for mm-hmm. you know yeah. people to like it or a livable path. Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Think that just about does it for questions. We'll conclude everything here. But before I head out, I have one announcement. Um, just want to put this out on the channel soon. Um, I am going to be making a contenders recap video series from every single region. We have seven people scheduled, and every episode is going to be about 10 to 20 minutes long. Uh, it's going to be a TLDR of every region, and I'm excited to show that with everyone very soon. Episodes should be starting next week. Thank okay. you guys for stopping in. Appreciate you guys. Congratulations on winning your contenders regions and good luck in the showdown. The memes, if you guys win, will be insane. And thank you, as always, LaFon, for coming on. Your great. been nice so thank you guys everyone for stopping in and uh have a good night thank, thank you. you very much have a good night thank you good morning <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs>